You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, your source for tips and tricks on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host, Robert Weinberg. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show in the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, along with Rob Weinberg. I am Gary Byron. Rob, great to see you again. Great to see you, Gary. How you doing? You know, I'm doing my best to hang in there over here. You know, it's a daily struggle, but Always. I, I try to live life one day at a time. You know what it's like. It's yeah. Hey, every day is a new opportunity. There, I can't say every day is good, but there is good in every day. Oh, Mr. Philosophical. It's actually like one that. of my uh, – a gentleman, Chad Fleming, who's an ex-military, uh, I believe a Navy SEAL, and he said that. It really resonated with me. He's actually at the conference I was at back in the beginning of October, and that resonated with me because right now, obviously, there's so much pessimism, so much negativity, and we've said that before, but it just feels like it's piling on between the stock market being down and housing prices starting to change and the interest rates skyrocketing and inflation – I mean, it's ridiculous what's going on with inflation. They're huh. talking about a heating oil crisis or a yeah, you know right. uh, energy that. crisis. It's a if all you do is look at that doom and gloom, you will just you'll forfeit any happiness in your life. So solutions is what we're talking about. So right? this and, and a, in a few days, we're about three days away. Who's here? Uh, yeah, it's about three days away from the midterm election. Three days from today, on Tuesday. What effect? Would that midterm election have going forward with the housing market in mortgages? I, I don't think the midterm election will have a lot of direct impact. I think it's more politically motivated from the standpoint that the right people in the right places saying the right things, the right messaging can motivate people to vote for a certain party. So I always say that, you know, it's all politically motivated and people are going to put out there what they want people to think at the time that they want them to think it. So when there's an election like that coming up, the party that's in office right now is going to really be trying to make everything look good. We're helping people. We're doing things to make people's lives better. We're making sure that nobody's left behind. We're making sure that the economy is getting back on its feet and doing well. And they're going to put out all this messaging so that people will vote for that party doesn't necessarily mean it's right or wrong but there's a motivation behind it and it's not the motivation is not education the motivation is not transparency there's a you know there's a why behind it and as far as the direct impact on housing i think that's more of a you know you got to step back and look at over the next several years policies don't get made overnight right but I would say if we see that shift from the Fed upcoming where they're going to pivot, they're going to start saying we're not going to raise rates as higher. We're starting to see inflation get tamed and things. Once they see that, we might start seeing things turn around for the better overall when it comes to these inflation and rates. Uh, today, let's talk a little bit about adjustable rate mortgages. Yeah, and that's that's a great topic because solutions are what we want to focus on and and helping people and finding ways to – buy a home or refinance and save money and get the best deal. And an adjustable rate right now can be one of the best strategies that someone can use. Whereas a couple years ago, it wasn't even talked about. It was actually frowned upon. Adjustable rate. I've, yeah, I've always heard stay away from an adjustable rate. Of course. 
All right. So how, how does it work then? Explain it. Then. Okay. A lot of misinformation about adjustable rate mortgages, a lot of myths about adjustable rate mortgages. And a lot of them came out of that last housing crisis because adjustable rate mortgages were the product of choice during the last housing boom and then bus cycle. So they got that bad rap. Now, an, an adjustable rate mortgage is also called an ARM, like the body part, an ARM. Right. It stands for adjustable rate mortgage. It's also known as like a variable rate or a floating interest rate. So it's not a mortgage where you just get it and the rate changes a week later or a month later. No, there's typically going to be a hybrid adjustable rate. This is what's popular in the United States where the initial period is going to be a fixed rate for the first couple of years. It can be anywhere from one year to 10 years. I would say the most common are five to seven year adjustable rate. Back in the last housing boom, it was two and three year adjustable rates. Very risky, right? Two and three years, not much time. Now, again, five to seven years, a little bit better scenario. So that's how that works. And then you have this fixed rate period. Hmm. And then after the fixed rate period is up, then it turns into an adjustable rate that normally adjusts once every year. How much it will adjust depends on the index that it's tied to. And it depends on the contract that you signed. Sometimes it can only go up like 1% a year, that sort of thing. There's typically going to be a floor. It can never go below that floor, even if rates go down. And this is constantly changing based on the market. So the index it's tied to, it might be up one month or down another. So that's really, in a nutshell, what an adjustable rate is. But they go up is. more than they're going to go down, right? So really, anyone that took an adjustable rate in the last five years has actually done pretty well because the rates have been, up until recently, on a downtrend, on a long-term downtrend. So rates do not always go up. No. Uh, again, if you look at a graph of interest rates from like 2009 till today, we have been on this gradual downtrend. And then just right now, it's skyrocketed. But that's just recent. So people with adjustable rates today that took them a while back where it's coming up for that period where it's going to start adjusting, they are scared. There are negative things with that. And there it can be a major, major issue. But for the most part, you know, the adjustable rates, no, they haven't gone up Rob, all the time. You're going to have to tell me some of the advantages of going with an adjustable rate because right. I, so, I, I don't see well, this. Well, why are people taking adjustable rates right now in today's market? Number one, it's a lower introductory rate. Now, it's not as low today as it was years back due to the inverted yield curve and some economic factors that are happening, but you're going to get a lower intro rate. So you might have a 6% 30-year fix, but an adjustable rate, say... uh Five and a half or five and a quarter. So it'll give you a lower monthly payment. That also means you may have more buying power when it comes to affording a home. You also have flexibility with an adjustable rate because if you know that you're only going to stay in the house for a couple of years, then why are you taking a 30-year fixed mortgage if you can get a cheaper one as an adjustable? That does backfire okay. if you end up staying there longer. Mm. Another thing a lot of people do is they get an adjustable rate with the motivation that, hey, I'm going to refinance this when the rates come down in the next couple of years. So I feel like the clients that I have taking these loans – which are very few, but there are some, they're looking at it as the rates are artificially high right now. I want to have my payment as low as possible. I'm going to be, you know, I believe the rates are going to come down and I'm going to refinance this within five to seven years. And that's the type of loans they're doing are either five-year or seven-year adjustable rates. So they have a lot of time to wait this out. And fun fact for you, when I bought my home in 2017, I actually took a seven-year adjustable rate mortgage at that time. And lo and behold, 
two and a half years, three years into it, the rates went down and I was able to refinance and get out of it. So that just shows you the life cycle of how this could happen. I didn't know that was going to happen when I took it in 2017, but the rate on an adjustable at that time, it was about a half a point difference from a fixed rate to an adjustable. And because of my knowledge in the industry, I felt that the rates were going to come down at some point in the next five to seven years and I was going to lock in and that did happen. I mean, you're making it sound utopian you know oh this is great but, but there's got to be some disadvantages of an adjustable rate I it's mean, risky yeah an adjustable rate is a riskier loan than the 30-year fixed rate you could caught be caught unable to refinance completely what if you lost your job you know right before your mortgage came up to adjust now you can't get a new mortgage now you're stuck with that what if you switch jobs and you took a lower paying job and you have this adjustable rate mortgage now you may be facing higher payments with a lower income. So that's a huge, huge issue with adjustable rates. They're unpredictable. I think that's a big part of the risk is unpredictability. Nobody thought a year ago that the rates would be as high as they are today right now, right? I mean, nobody thought that. Here we are. So there's a lot of this unpredictability. Are rates going to be higher or lower when you need to get out of that adjustable rate mortgage? Nobody knows the answer to that. So that's the risk behind it. And that's why I think that so many people have gotten into a position where they say, I'm saving a little bit of money on that mortgage, but I'm not saving enough money to take the risk, to take that unpredictability into my life. I'd rather just pay a little bit more and know that I'm set for the next 30 years. If rates come down, I'll refinance. If they don't, at least I know my mortgage principal and interest payment cannot go up. So I'm not going to sit here and say it's one size fits all and it's good for everyone. But the reason why I think it's so important to talk about right now is because it's not about what I think or I want. It's about the consumer, the home buyer, the homeowner. This is what they're screaming out and saying, we want these options. We are embracing these adjustable rate loans. We see the benefit in those. But again, there's two sides to every tale. Is this why they, is this why they haven't been popular for so long? So the reason that adjustable rates haven't been popular for so long is because there was such a small differential between an adjustable and a fixed rate for years and years and years. Again, because of economic factors that have nothing to do with someone's personal situation. But if I was offering a 30-year fixed at, say, 4% and a five-year adjustable at 4.875, well, then, yeah, you're saving money, but is it worth an eighth of a point? in interest rate just to be able to have that lower payment and have the unpredictability and the risk of the future. So these, nobody even looked at adjustable rates in like 2011, 2012, like after the housing bust because they got such a bad rap. Now it's been so long though, people are starting to say again, hey, this might be something worth looking at. Not everyone that took an adjustable rate got foreclosed on. And I have people right now that are sitting that have had an adjustable rate for several years and they're still sitting today in an adjustable rate because for the last several years, it's been going down. Yeah, this year it might go up, but the last three or four, it's went down every year. So there's an argument either way on that. Yeah, because most people that I have spoken with, number one, they have a fixed rate. And number two, they said, no, stay away from the vari- variable rate, right? Variable rate, adjustable rate, same thing. Mm-hmm. Stay away from that. No, they never go down. They always go up. And this, you know, that's... Uh, that's a lie, though. They don't always go up because ask anyone that took an adjustable rate in 2015 or 2012 or 2018. Ask them how they feel about having an adjustable rate. They'll tell you they feel great about it. Now, again, right now we're in a more tumultuous time. But generally speaking, again, their rate has gone down. And I've been telling some clients 
clients for years. Mm-hmm. Hey, you might want to lock in. The rates are low. We might want to lock that adjustable into a fix. Oh, no, my rate's been going down every year. I'm not doing that yet. You know, I'm not doing that yet. And here they are. And now they might be in a more risky situation. So then why haven't adjustable rates been popular over the last several years? Because of the advantage. There's just not much of an advantage to getting an adjustable rate now at all. So it's like, why would you get an adjustable rate if it wasn't going to save you much money? When, you know, they say in investments and financial planning, risk versus return. Well, if you're taking a pretty big risk and you're getting a very low return, that's not a good deal, right? That's why people haven't been doing it up until recently. Because again, things have shifted so drastically. It's been so volatile. It's happened in such a short amount of time that this strategy actually makes sense for some people. They can say, wow, an adjustable rate, I'd save 200 a month over a 30-year fixed. Well, I believe rates are going to go down, or I know I'm only keeping this house for three or four years till my kids go away to college. So I'm willing to take on that risk because that reward, that lower payment, it's worth the risk to me. That wasn't apparent six months, a year, a couple years ago when the economy was very different than it is today. But now people are looking for ways to save money more than ever. And this adjustable rate mortgage can be one of the biggest ways to do that. Mm. One other thing before we go on is the bad rap they've got. I want to address well, that yeah, yeah. because one of the main mortgages that were adjustable rates given back in the last housing crisis was something called a pay option arm or an option adjustable rate mortgage. What That product is not around anymore. It was outlawed. It's not even available at all. That product had different payment options you could make. So it was this adjustable rate we're talking about combined with payment options. So not only did your rate fluctuate, but every month you could choose. Do you want to make a 30-year payment? Do you want to make a 15-year payment? Do you want to make an interest-only payment, which wouldn't pay any money to principal? Or do you want to pay something called the negatively amortized payment or a neg-am payment? That was the scary one. The NEGAM payment actually allowed people to pay less than the interest due on their mortgage. So if the interest due was $2,000, they would let you pay $1,700. What happens, though, to that extra money that was owed? It's, they add it to add the back to of the, the mortgage. One, right. That's the crisis we were talking about. Those mortgages, again, those were outlawed. They're not even available anymore, but they were. And that product, Gary, I see you weren't even aware of. That was the product that gave the adjustable rate mortgages the really bad name. That was the product that caused so many foreclosures. I've heard, though, some savvy investors that took those loans way back in the day, decades ago, and saw the benefit. And believe it or not, they still have that loan today. Because it's such a great loan if it's used properly for by a savvy individual. Unfortunately, it was sold wrong to people that had no business with it. Those are the ones that got foreclosed on. Those are the ones that had the financial issues. What percentage of your clients choose an adjustable? Uh, I would say right now about 10 to 15 percent ask about an adjustable and about 5 percent end up taking them. So it's not very popular, but versus a year ago, pretty much nobody ended up taking them. And there have been times in my career, I think back, and I've had these little spurts during my tenure in mortgage where I've seen the adjustable rates be very attractive because depending on what's going on with the indices and the yield curve and all these economic things – what can happen is the adjustable rates can get very, very attractive, right? So if an adjustable rate is a full point or two points below a fixed rate, that's a meaningful change. That can be 300, 500, 800 dollars a month, depending on the mortgage size. That's a meaningful amount of money where people go, wait, maybe I should look at that a second time. 
Maybe I should see if that fits into my financial circumstance. But I will only recommend an adjustable rate to someone if we know that they've got a exit strategy for it. And as a team, yeah, if they're going to refinance in, in a few years, or, or if they're going to sell, hey, again, my oh, right, my right. eldest is going to college. We're going to sell the house, and at that point, we'll get out of it. And if they tell me oh, that's going to be three years from now or four years from now, then I feel more comfortable putting them in like a five or a seven year because it gives them a little bit of added time just in case it takes a little longer. What if the market isn't very good when they want to sell their house? What if the interest rates are too high and they have trouble? Like. All these factors come in, they can wait it out a little bit, you see? So you got to be dealing with a professional that understands how to navigate this stuff because otherwise, like many people were, they get thrown into these loan programs. And then when the two years, the five years, the seven years is up, it's like, hey, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to move that next step, that exit strategy. Where's their mortgage professional to help them? Where's their advisor to be there to help them navigate through whatever they're dealing with in their personal life at that point? Again, job changes, economic changes, interest changes, all these things that are outside factors, they all have to be factored in, not only to getting in that adjustable rate, but how do you get out of it? Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. If you'd like more information on this topic, as well as any of the others that we discuss on this show every week, simply log online to robgw.com. If you've got a question that you'd like to have answered, hey, maybe on these very airwaves, simply send us an email, mortgagemattersradioshow at gmail.com. And of course, you can always make an appointment with Rob Weinberg. Um, at 860-413-3938, along with Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. By the way, I will repeat all those points of contacts uh, more towards the end of the show. Rob, what are, what are some, it's kind of a loaded question. What are some of the, what are some of the refinancing strategies around adjustable rate mortgages? Mm-hmm. You mentioned a couple, you mentioned a couple of, of, of them mm-hmm. just a moment ago. Yeah, so you but know, there's re- got to be more adjustable rates. We're talking about a lot in the context of buying a home because of affordability and keeping payments low. But there's also some amazing refinancing strategies around adjustable rates as well. So some of the reasons where an adjustable rate mortgage would be a good, wise decision when it comes to refinancing is if you think your income is going to go up in the future. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I see this with young attorneys or young doctors. They're just starting out. They've got that entry-level salary. They're trying to build their wealth and get established. So they're trying to buy a home, but they're in a position where six months, a year, a couple of years from now, they've got good prospects of being able to make maybe double or triple what they're making at that entry level. An adjustable rate could be a good decision for someone like that because if your mortgage goes up $300 a month, but your income goes up more than that, then you might be able to weather the storm. So that's an argument for that. Another thing is that you want to uh, look at an adjustable rate if you are uncomfortable with the higher payment up front on the mortgage. So if you're getting a mortgage payment of, let's say, 3000 a month, and that's a little bit of above what you feel comfortable with, then an adjustable rate might be able to save you a few hundred dollars a month in certain cases to where you want that lower initial payment uh, to make your budget feel more comfortable. So that could be an argument to take that loan as well. And when it comes to the refinancing, it's all about saving money. Where Where's your mortgage right now versus the new mortgage? Maybe if you refinance into a 30-year fixed, you're going to save $100 a month. If you refinance into a five or a seven-year adjustable though, maybe you're going to save 200 or $300 a month. So it's going to save you that much more money. 
Uh, another great thing is to use a adjustable rate mortgage in conjunction with a cash out refi strategy. And what that's going to do is it's going to allow you to build and protect your credit. We know that when a lot of people take a cash out refinance, they're using the equity in their home to actually pay off debt, right? They're consolidating things and whatnot. And when they do that, their credit naturally is going to increase if they do it the right way. They keep the accounts open with a low Mm -hmm. to zero balance. So it might be a situation where right now you're getting a mortgage on an adjustable rate, but a year or two from now, your credit is much better and you can get a better mortgage on a more long-term fixed rate. So that's an argument for why you know refinancing makes sense with an adjustable. One thing I want to caution everyone on when it comes to this is don't wait until the adjustable rate is about to adjust to start looking at refinancing. Big mistake people make. Oh, I've got this seven-year adjustable. I'll start worrying about it after six years. That's when I'll start worrying about it. No, I've had people take five and seven year adjustables. They're refinancing out within a year or two. The five and seven years is there for you if you need it. It's like a free insurance policy. But if you don't need it, take advantage while you can. If you can get out of an adjustable into a fixed and keep your mortgage the same or lower, generally speaking, that can be a good time to transition into a fixed. But what if you make a bad move and you go into a fix from an adjustable when the rate's 6% and then a year later the rates drop to 4, 4.5? Four you know what? In the U.S. financial system, you can refinance again. Yes, there are costs. Yes, there are fees. Yes, there are drawbacks. But what is your return on investment? The money you invest to get that new mortgage, that refinance loan, versus how much are you saving by getting that new loan? Is there a positive return on investment within the first couple of years? If the answer is no, then don't do it. But what I find a lot, especially if rates have dropped significantly, like we hope they're about to, could be a scenario where you can save a lot of money by doing that and the cost of the refinance does not outweigh the benefit. You can recoup it many times over within a short time. Do you always have the option of a fixed or an adjustable or will a lender ever say we'll only provide you with an adjustable? I I mean, I guess that's lender dependent. What I find is if you're very marginal where you're barely qualifying for the price range you're in, an adjustable rate may not be a good fit because one of the things that they're doing nowadays with the underwriting on these is they're actually looking at what is your mortgage payment going to be if the rate goes up by two points. So if you get an adjustable rate at, say, 5%, the underwriters are looking at does he qualify if the rate goes from 5 to 7 they're looking at that up front. So if you're someone that barely qualifies, okay. then the adjustable rate might not make so sense. So what does the future look like for adjustable rate mortgages? I really feel that as the Fed pushes interest rates up, you know, in this tightening uh this cycle that they're in of raising the federal funds rate, the higher they raise that rate, the more popular adjustable rates are going to be. <laughs> yeah. You know, it really is that and until there isn't any benefit. I think we're always going to see this as a prominent or at least an available product. Because like I said, a couple years ago, no one was even looking at this. No one was even thinking about this. It didn't make sense. Now it's it's gaining momentum. Like people are wising up to this option and they're asking questions about it. And sometimes it's a flat out, no, this isn't going to work. But other times it's like, hey, yeah, let's see, does it make sense? And then we give the client the option. Hey, yes, you qualify based on what you've said. It's a good idea. And here's how much you're going to save a month. Oh, I'm only saving $73 a month. (laughs) 
all right, well then, no, I'm not going to take that risk. I'm not going to go into that adjustable rate. I'm going to take the 30-year fixed. That's the safe bet, you know, the 30-year fixed, the 20-year fixed. That's the safe bet. But the safe bet doesn't always mean the best bet or the best move. Interesting. I I, I didn't even think adjustables were even utilized anymore. Things and I'm they hadn't here. been, though. They really hadn't been. It's really, I'd say, the last couple of months that they've really started well, gaining speed. And I believe the statistic I heard a week or so ago was somewhere around it was either 10 or 15% of mortgage applications right now are for adjustable rates. Who are these geared tours? Like, who are the types of people that you think could benefit most okay. from an adjustable rate mortgage? Great, great question. It's not one size fits all. And I personally think that the lower socioeconomic status someone has, the lower income someone has, the more... I would say the more benefit there is to take the fixed rate, the long term, to not even mess with this, okay? Mm -hmm. But who is this right for? Who is an adjustable rate going to be adequate for? Let's talk about a few different types of people. Number one is professionals with a high probability of future income increases. We're talking about doctors, lawyers, certain types of uh, maybe accountants or finance professionals. There's certain industries where you start out low and you work your way up the ladder and you figure out pretty quick if you're staying stagnant or if you're working your way up. And if you're a professional that's earlier in your career and you see yourself working your way up, income increases, you've gotten raises and they're going to continue, you could be a great, great candidate for an adjustable rate mortgage to look at. Another one is somebody that is only going to keep their home for a short period of time. I would say less than seven years is really the number we're talking. And believe it or not, people do buy homes today where they're only talking about keeping it for three to five years. Uh, there's a motivation behind that. Oh, we're going to retire in this specific timeline. We already, we're moving to Florida. We're doing this. We're doing that, right? So that happens. Then you also have people that are like, well, my youngest child is going to be out of school at that point, and we can sell the house because now mm -hmm. we're empty nesters. Mm -hmm. We can downsize, right? That's a great person to look at an adjustable rate mortgage if you know you're gonna, not going to be keeping it for longer than seven years. Life events. So we were just talking about or alluding to this, but life events that could require a refinance or a change in your mortgage over that fixed period of five to seven years. Downsizing, like we just said, upsizing, just changing where you're going to be living, whether it's locally or not, that is something that's very, very important to see. Um, and then the last thing is people that have a, you know, large motivation to have their payment as low as possible. But as we always say, you know, advice is custom and advice is personal. So it's not a one size fits all at all. I'm running out of time, Rob. Do you spend a lot of time? Discussing the pros and cons with each individual uh, regarding adjustables and fixed. I spend a ton of time on it, especially the ones that ask about it, that want to know about it and really want to get clear on, hey, wait, I heard about this thing. Can it lower my payment? I'm looking for any way to make this happen. And I spend a lot of time educating them, then showing them the numbers. What is a 30-year fixed? What is a five-year adjustable? What is a seven-year adjustable? Does the risk make sense based on the rewards you're going to get by the lower payment? Some it does, but a lot decide, nope, not worth the risk. I'm going to stick right. with the safe bet. 
Folks, you've been listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show in the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast with Rob Weinberg. Uh, if you like more information, not only on this topic, but others as well, head on over to their website at robgw.com. Very easy, robgw.com. By the way, if you've got a question that you'd like answered on these uh, airways, maybe as soon as next weekend, why don't you email us, Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. Most importantly, if you think you could benefit from the expertise of Rob Weinberg, you'd like to schedule an appointment with him, I can't say I'd blame you. I think you should write this phone number down and give him a call immediately. 860-413-3938. Again, it's 860-413-3938. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Age Podcast. Until next weekend, have a good one, everybody. So long. Thanks for listening. If you have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting www.robgw.com.